Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. I am uh, back from my trip up to uh, up north a little bit where I saw my business partner and my dad. You probably couldn't hear that I am pulling on my vape with a really great uh, blend called ice cream cake. Definitely my favorite daytime blend so far. You can hear somebody make a noise here. But I wanted to talk today about inconsistency. Guapo. Um, inconsistency has been sort of an issue in my life. And I'm realizing what a problem that is for me. And the biggest way that inconsistency is a problem for me is I have a very low tolerance for lies. Um, and with that being said, there were so many around me, you know, so many lies because it was common, you know, everybody lies. Well, most people lie. We all struggle with it though. Because you think that with a lie, you think that with a lie, you can make something better happen. I'm trying to find a quiet place and there's nothing because people are working in yards outside. But um, yeah, with inconsistency, what happens is all you do is you pollute all of your data. You pollute everything you know because... One day it feels good, the other day it feels bad. You know, I think about this is something that I struggle with and my oldest son struggles with. My dad also struggles with. You know, I guess all of us do, right? Um, it's, it's really discipline, I guess, is another way to say it. Discipline and consistency are the same thing. Good consistency is really just discipline. And that discipline includes... Learning what you want to do and building a system to do it. Learning what you want to accomplish and building a system to do it and then doing that system. So with me, sorry for the dog playing with this toy. With me, there's been a real challenge because I felt like I wasn't, I felt like I had to do what everyone else said before I was able to do what I wanted to do and what I'm best at. And... It's very difficult to know what you're best at until you start trying to do it. And then you go, ah, it was close, but not quite it. The closest things that I've ever experienced to what I'm best at, what I love, and what makes me feel alive is teaching and youth ministry. And I'm not sure that it's about the kids, but I'm pretty sure. And all I mean by that is, I, you know, can I also do that kind of thing with older people? I don't know. But the part of it that I love is that, you know, when you're in that situation of teaching or coaching or youth ministry, you've got all these different personalities with all these different lives. And you need to find the common thread, the consistency in 
all of it that makes sense. You have to find, you know, you have to find patterns. What is making people unhappy and what is making people really happy? And, you know, I think that maybe what I loved about the Bible was, you know, here is thousands of years of people saying, here's what makes life good. And here's what makes life bad. The things that make life bad, we call that sin. Okay. Which is just an archery term that means missing the mark. And more specifically than that, it is a archery term that is the measurement from a bullseye. So anything less than a bullseye is sin. Okay. So, and, and that, that can hurt us, right? Especially if you're way off the bullseye. All of this, you know, when I was in the church, um, I had this concept of sin that it was sort of a toggle switch, just on and off, like sin bad. You know, there's sin and holiness. There's nothing in between. There's no gray. That's bullshit. There is, there is so much gray that the difference between good and bad is as the Bible says it, the the difference between East and West. I don't mean East and West in the globe because they didn't know it was a globe. They thought this shit was flat. So the difference between East and West is literally eternally. Like the end of that way to my left or the end of that way to my right. Just keep, it keeps going. I can move in that direction forever. So sin and holiness are opposites, but not a toggle switch. It's not binary. They are directions, not targets. If you think that holiness or sin are targets or places you can end up, you have missed the point. That is itself sin. It's a little, you know, actually that I think is way off target. So the question of religion has always been, how do we live a life of purpose and of meaning? And how do we get ourselves to a place where we find the thing that brings us alive? How do we let go of our ego? How do we look towards the better thing? And keep keep on that direction. And sin is everything that just pulls our direction, pulls us off of that direction. The perfect thing for us, right? The what we think is best. Everything that pulls us off of that. What are those things? Well, greed, right? You can get so busy at work that you forget what you really want to do. You're like, well, I'm gonna work and make a bunch of money so I can blank. Well, what is that thing? Well, so I can sit in a rich house. Really? I happen to know a wealthy guy that has a big house and he sat around a lot in that rich house and thought it was great and bought things and keeps buying things and doesn't seem like he's happy. And, and what happens is Actually, I know, I know two personally, very wealthy guys, very intelligent guys, 
but somewhat ignorant guys. They learned a lot about one thing and then got lost in it. They lost sight of the fact that they were a guy, a human, living out this experience. And they learned about economics and learned how to, you know, make the system work for them financially. But they got so stuck in that that they don't know what makes them happy. So now all they do, they got the money and now all they do is sit around and protect their money. Well, in that case, who is serving who? <laughs> is the money serving them or are they now? bound to their money are they now stuck in a a weird tug of war between who they are and what they have and i think that the spiritual question the religious question is my body my identity is that who I am or is that something I have? That's a very important question. Who are we? What are we about? What do we want? And how do we not get stuck in a situation where we are so busy paying attention to our body, our stuff, our hunger, our pain, that we lose sight of our hopes, our dreams, our love, our passions. It can be very, very confusing. You can think, well, I just want to get married. Well, that's easily solved. That's easily solved. You could find somebody of lower social status or that doesn't meet all your check boxes where you are clearly the, uh, the prize in, in the relationship and you could be married. But is that what you want? When you're married, what do you want that to be like? So there you're married. You have a document that says you're married. If your husband doesn't live with you, your wife doesn't live with you. They don't talk to you. They don't even like you, but you are married. You got a big fancy ring on your finger. You got a, a pretty girl that you can call wife, misses your name. Uh, but you don't like each other. You don't talk to each other. Is that what you want? To go for a marriage when you want intimacy and relationship is a mistake. That's sin. That's focusing on the external rather than the internal thing. And it's very difficult because we have this external body, right? This separate body from the us that moves around in the world to try and, and get us the thing that we want, the real us right? The real, the spiritual part, the part when you're daydreaming, the part that's thinking, the part when you're driving a car and you're rehearsing an argument in your head or you're rehearsing an interview or you're, you're thinking up lyrics. You're, you are thinking about lyrics. You don't even remember the drive when you get to your destination, even though you went through stoplights and everything. 
who is that part doing the thinking? Losing sight of that part is sin. Because that part, and this is huge, people, that part is the part that is made in the image of God. That part is. It's intangible. It can't be measured. Very difficult to understand. Super easy to get distracted of, uh, from, or, or whatever. The, um, the attempt to use physical measurements such as popularity, you know, fame, anything that you can measure, those things are literally not the thing that I'm talking about. This is, this is one of the biggest challenges I think in the whole, you know, atheist versus, you know, believer debate, Twitter fights, whatever. Is that people, people are misunderstanding the fact that the Bible is talking about that invisible thing. They're talking about, they're talking about the contents of the cup, not the cup. They're talking about the moon, not the finger pointing to the moon. They're talking about the moon, not the word moon, not the measurements to the moon. Not the surface of the moon, not the texture, not the makeup, not the orbit, but the moon itself, all of those things together. And we can define a moon just like we can define a tree, but every tree is unique. So what does a tree really mean? A tree is a category. Every word is really just a category. We try and define it down. That's only so that we can be more clear about what we're talking about and so that we can explore the nuance of the thing. But the fact that it is so complex and that there is so much nuance, that is where all the beauty is. And that is also the answer to our lives. Explore the nuance of who you are. When you're daydreaming, you're, uh, I was pressure washing. I think I talked about this already. Pressure washing a patio. And I just, my body was doing one thing. And I was actually really doing it. And I was really into like, I'm going to get all of the dirt off of this patio. My body was really into it and I didn't want to do it. And I remember fighting it. I'm like, oh, I don't want to be here. It's hot out. This is boring. This is not how I wanted to spend four hours visiting family. And then I, I just realized, did I visit my family to demand that they perform for me, that, to demand that they entertain me, to demand that they have the conversations I wanted to have? Or did I visit my family to show them love? And then when I got there, I showed them love, not by doing what I thought I would want, not by demanding my way, but by listening to theirs. And theirs was 
pressure washed the patio. And when I did it, I had such an incredible day because I was showing love to my family. I was learning the difference between work and vocation. Because in my mind, I was listening to podcasts and thinking, and in my mind, I was doing the thing I'm called to do. I found while my body was distracted, doing not my final destination, I found that my spirit, whatever that is, my soul, I don't know what word to use, my consciousness, was still heading towards my target even while my body was distracted because my target, just like your target, is never a physical thing. Your target is an emotional thing. You want fame or money or security or all that stuff because you want to feel liked uh, or safe or strong or uh, empowered or respected or something. You want a feeling. You don't want the things. In that you that does the feeling is the you that you need to pay attention to. And it's also the you that's very difficult to see. It's the you that, <laughs> it's the you that is intangible. It's the you that is just the feelings and just the creativity and just the feelings and just the decision maker no, I take that back. The observer. It's the you that kind of looks at life and then says, hey, body, go do this. Hey, body, drive drive to the conference center and you take care of that while I rehearse my speech. Who the fuck is that guy? Who's rehearsing the speech and who's driving? My suggestion and my premise is that we should be paying attention to the guy who's or girl who is not even guy or girl. We should be paying attention to the thing, the neither male nor female thing, the energy that's rehearsing the speech, not the thing that's driving, not the thing that stands up and delivers the speech but the thing that rehearsed this speech while the person was driving, the thing that is observing the room, that is observing responses, that is observing your own thoughts and ideas. And, you know, for me, when I speak, sometimes I am surprised it happened earlier in this podcast where I can't wait to go back and hear it because, you know, it wasn't me, the performing body uh, that's speaking that had that thought. It was me, the observer who got, who just started watching what my body was saying. And then my body said something new because I just kept myself oriented in the right direction and my body took care of something. And this happens to me a lot. And it's, it is weird. And I'm, I am completely open to having a psychologist write in and go, yeah, that's not healthy. Here's why. Here's what it's called. Talk to somebody. <laughs> totally open to that. 
But as I listen to creative people, as I listen to successful people, I find that at least if they're self-aware and if they can get into a conversation of not trying to impress me or show off to me or demand something from me and that they're not selfish, but they're curious and intelligent, that I can always have a conversation where we can talk about this reality that, man, there's a me that does stuff and then there's a me that just is always there. And I think one of the coolest ways to express that truth is to say that that thing just is. So if you were able to say it about yourself, you would say, I am. That's what God is. God is that type of thing, a consciousness, a force, the meaning, the impetus, the prime mover, it's all of those things. It's the, it's gravity. It is the thing that draws us in a direction. That's God. And getting distracted from that direction is sin. It is that simple. It is that simple. So my hope is that all of us can get to a place where we are not distracted from us, but we constantly pay attention to that needle. And just like a boat's captain, there's a needle pointing due north. That's where we're supposed to head. And yeah, you know what? You tend the sails and you hit the rudder. You kind of, it's just like driving, you stay between those lanes. All right, cool. You're constantly just, you know, nudge a little to the left, a little to the right. But if your car starts drifting to the right and you are distracted from your call, from your end point, you will never get there. You'll end up in the ditch on the side of the road or bumping into the car next to you or whatever. That's all the consequence of being distracted from your target where you want to go. And we will talk another time about stepping stones and stumbling blocks because what's the fucking difference between the two that's for another podcast i'll talk to you guys then